This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. It's the football free agency frenzy bonanza. NFL players can sign with new teams. It's true. They can. It's unbelievable. Football free agency frenzy bonanza. On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And just to catch people up who uh, may have been just, well, I don't know, working on a Monday, doing other things in the last few hours, Mike Remmers and Anderson Deho were both let go by the Vikings to create more cap space. And uh, we're still kind of waiting on what happens to Everson Griffin. Do they approach Kyle Rudolph about a restructure? But the Vikings do have some cap room. They were around what four or five million dollars in cap room, and now after today, they have a little over ten million dollars. Thirteen point four right now. So they they cleared almost ten today. Twenty eighth most, yes. And so they're still they're still sitting in a tough spot. But uh, real quick, back to our poll question from earlier. Nick Foles signed a four year. Well, I keep saying signed, agreed to a four year. He can't sign not till Wednesday. He barely it's so began. Stupid. He just started talking to him this morning. It's incredible how they agreed to all these terms. It's I mean, amazing. it's brilliant. But at the same time, it's still kind of stupid. It is uh, this legal tampering period. I have a question off of this and how we've evolved in the last five years. I just want to put a you pin. You call in it that. stupid. I call it beautiful. <laughs> we asked listeners if if contracts were equal, who would you just flat out rather have as your quarterback? Because Nick Foles' contract is two years, eighty eight million spread out. I'm sorry, four years, eighty eight million. So less money per year and only fifty million in guarantees. Cousins is more per year and 84 million guarantees. But if the contracts were equal, would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Nick Foles as your quarterback? 70%, presumably mostly Vikings fans on, on the Score North Twitter account, said Kirk Cousins. 70% said Kirk Cousins. See? That's, I think that's where I would go, too. If everything is equal contract-wise, I think, I think I'd rather have Kirk Cousins for 16 games. I know, I know in those big games... Nick Foles tends to shine, but is Nick Foles going to be good enough and consistent enough that you're going to be in those big games? But is Kirk for sixteen weeks? But is Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins ha- so far has not. I I am very interested, Rami, to see what your answer is going to be a year from now when you've seen an entire season of Kirk Cousins. I mean, those people have seen an entire season of Kirk Cousins. They're with me. There's also a lot of the same 
voters were probably the ones that said the Vikings are idiots oh, for letting Adrian gonna, Peterson now go. You're going to okay? mock our voters. I, just saying, I, I don't want to put these people down, but they, you know what? They love their purple. These people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to put the listeners down. Judge. I don't want to put the listeners down, but they love their team, and, and I don't blame them for that. Okay. I, I'll just be curious a year from now if things go similar to the way that they did this past season, if your answer will have changed given the eye test. Okay, here's a, here's a free agency tampering period question for you guys. All right, when did we go from so the legal tampering period opens up and we've and we've had this buffer now for a few years where you can you can talk and negotiate but you can't sign for forty eight hours later. But I feel like up until maybe a year ago, that window was less for hammering out the actual deal and more for why don't we schedule a flight? We'll get you in here and you can visit. Are we just done with visits now? Oh, no. I think visits can't, if I'm not mistaken, because we, we went through this last year, I believe visits can't officially take place until free agency opens. But like but like 50 guys have agreed to contracts already but without agreed, visiting. But they agreed to them at the combine, so the whole thing no, I, I, it's I, right. been I'm a not, done deal. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying... I just think it is. Once you want to... If you've got some options here, you know, there's guys who are signing for like $60 million deals. Who was the... Uh, Quan Alexander just signed for was it four years, fifty million? Fifty four, yeah, with the Forty ers Yes, you don't want to shake the tires hands with your coach. Kick like, the tires on. You want to go meet the front office? Yeah, but but what happens now is agents probably tell you at the combine it's going to be really competitive. I mean, if you really want this guy, it's going to be competitive. And then today comes right eleven a.m. I can officially call teams and vice versa. And so I say it's as competitive as I thought. If you do, if you really want Quan, I don't know if this is smart. Well, gone are the days of, panic. Hi- of hiding players. What was it? Was it Bernard Berrien that was in the Vikings facility? Yeah, and they were like trying to hide him. Well, he was there. The he was there at the press conference when somebody else had just signed. Thomas Depay had signed, and he stuck his head out the door, and we're all like, "That's Bernard Berrien." <laughs> <He's just> like, <laughs> and he was visiting, but hadn't agreed yet. And unfortunately, he did agree. He was pretty good for one year, though. He yeah. had that ninety-nine yard touchdown. One year. He so was they were more- trying to hide him. I don't know that they were trying to hide him, but they definitely didn't didn't want him during the press conference to stick his head out, out the door so that the reporters all saw him. They probably weren't happy about that. There but. are some great, man, what if the Vikings had had closed the deal with that guy moments. LaDainian Tomlinson was at Winter Park for his a visit in 2010 offseason. They took him, yeah. They had the, they had the jersey all ready for him. The Even Vikings uh, yeah. Tomlinson jersey. Yeah, yep. the, the great the great exchange in Jets Vikings history is that um, Tomlinson came here, and the rule of thumb, at least then, was if a guy leaves, you're in trouble. And sure enough, he went to the Jets, and the Jets signed him. But the great trade off from that was what Phil brought up, Antoine Winfield in circa 2004. Right, he was at the Jets first, and he was basically sitting down to sign. And Tice, I believe it was Ticey, got hold of Antoine. And Tice had a buddy who was a horse racing enthusiast from the East Coast who had a private plane, and they somehow convinced Winfield to leave the Jets facility, go to the airport, get on the private plane, fly here, and signed him. Wow. And that's one of their best. That As far as guys that they've gotten on the open market, that's one of their greatest coups because he was fantastic. Yeah, he was. he's one of the greatest Vikings ever, in, in the secondary anyway. He was a fantastic player. What Did T.J. Hushmanzada visit here? What was the, the oh, T.J. Yeah. Hushmanzada story? The T.J. Hushmanzada story was he came here to visit, and the Vikings, he had been in, okay, he had been a star or really good for the Bengals, 
went to Seattle. We found out after the fact that when, when he was in Seattle, Jim Mora Jr., who was coach of the Seahawks at the time, gave him some type of championship ring or some really nice ring that Mora had. When Hushmanzada left, gave him the ring and said, bring it back when you sign. Hushmanzada still came here. They they put him up at the Hilton, wined and dined him big time, thought that they were in really good shape, were supposed to on a Saturday or Sunday night take him to a Wolves game, courtside seats. He blew it off, went back to the Seahawks and signed. But that's the one where, where Scoggins and I were hot on the trail for the Star Tribune at the time, and I actually had Chip tail the car that was taking Hushman's out of back downtown to the, the Hilton and provide me with a play-by-play to blog it. It was <laughs> so, fantastic. So was Ch- Chip was on the phone? So Chip's on the phone, trailing a limo <laughs> with Mark Wilf and Hushman Zada and like Spielman and giving me a play-by-play because, because we thought that, that he might leave town, which he did, but they thought that they were in great shape there and, and he went back to uh, the Seahawks and left town. This is, this is what you used to get on AccessVikings.com. Yep. AccessVikings.com. They yep. did a TV commercial. Judd and Chip did. Shout out to Channel 4. It was fantastic. It was great fun. <laughs> but that was that was a big one because that came close. And was that, when was that now, Phil? Was that 2000, before 2009? Oh, my gosh. I'll have to look that up. That was after Barian, but before Favre? So 2000, it would have been it. the off season of 2009 before they knew they were getting Brett Favre, I think. I'll find Somewhere it. in there. But and then they I, drafted Percy Harvin. Not to change the subject completely, but whatever, oh, whatever the formula and the timing that the NFL has figured out with this legal tampering period and the way that their free agency and their offseason kicks off today, and the NBA kind of has it going too, this is what Major League Baseball needs in their offseason to drum up interest around things other than the game itself with the the movement of players and all the drama involved in it. This is exactly what Major League Baseball needs, and I don't know how you concoct that. I don't know how you manufacture this the way that the NFL has. So Judd can have, like, Derek trailing Martin Perez's getaway vehicle? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Salary caps, which are not going to come to baseball, but that's it, right? And and where this is genius is, is... Year after year, through different terms, they've created this artificial deadline type of deal, right? Right. Where, you know, the legal tampering period, nothing can happen till then. Boom. It's on. Baseball just has this, a week after the World Series, everyone's a free This is what the winter meetings used to be like. The winter meetings used to be a hive of activity and for Major League Baseball tons and of trades. agents. No, you're right. And now it's, now it's become... It's sort of become the combine where they lay down the groundwork for moves that are going to come, but they don't come for months and months on end. I don't, and I don't know how major league, maybe it is salary caps or artificial deadlines, but somehow this is what baseball needs to capture in their offseason instead of letting, you know, Machado and Harper hang yeah. around until mid to late March. Yeah. I think, and, and if, if you're a player and you know that teams have a certain amount of salary cap space, what happens is, the process works backwards. If you're a player, you don't want to get stuck. If there's five teams with enough cap space to sign you for what you think your market value is worth, and you drag three of them along, well, like at some point, they're going to have to move to plan B. They're not going to wait around all the time. right? Um, and in baseball, because there is no salary cap, you can literally stare each other down for five months. 
Say, well, I know you already signed three players, but my you, value is still you got my, the money. My value is still my value, and there's no salary cap. So, right. and that's what Scott Boris does. Mm-hmm. But it's dreadfully boring. This is great. Basketball's great. Those those deadlines or start times are triggered, and it's what three or four days of yeah. just absolute fun. You know, baseball, you get guys that just sit there and sit there, and and eventually, unfortunately for that sport, eventually. You don't give a damn. Yeah. You're just like, whatever, okay. We're live right now on not only AM 1500 and our website, scorenorth.com, with our live audio stream, but also Twitch. Where we, we stream our show every day on Twitch, and we interact in the comment section. So if you guys want, twitch.tv slash scorenorth. And Dan chimes in. Do you guys remember the topic of the day last year at this time was the Vikings taking Kirk Cousins to the Capitol Grill over Manny's last year? There was a bunch of controversy that... Manny's is where the Vikings usually go to seal the deal with free agents. Mm, and they chose right. Capitol Grill Changed with Kirk course, Cousins. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then they and it worked. They got Kirk. They got their man. Did it? Well, it worked that they got him. Did it really work? Has it worked that they Did it really work? Nick Foles, bring him here and take him to Murray's. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Hushman's out of 2009, Seattle. One year, then gone to Baltimore by 2010. Yeah, so he was a disaster. He was. 911 receiving yards and three touchdowns in his one season with the Seahawks in 16 games. I mean, I just, this, is a, this is a partial list, but the Vikings are splashy in free agency, man. They are, they are not the Green Bay Packers that are just looking to once every five years maybe sign a B-level free agent. Sheldon Richardson, Latavius Murray, Riley Reef, Mike Remmers. People, people can laugh, but those are big money offensive linemen. Greg Jennings, again, laugh all you want, but they signed Greg Je- Mike Wallace. Well, that might have been a trade. But Steve Hutchinson. Bernard Berry and Steve Hutchinson. Yep. Pat Williams, free agent, or was that a trade? Yeah, I think that was a free agent, but I think that was I think that was actually, that might have been one of the last McCombs teams. That, that first free agency class that the Wilfs, when, when Childress came here in 2006, was what? Lieber, who was very good. Hutchinson, who was fantastic. Longwell, Chester Taylor. Chester Taylor. That's not a bad class. No, Chester Taylor was a fantastic backup running back. Yep. And then the class after that, a little less, a little a little bit more uh, underwhelming. It was Vinny Churchu. Vasante Shanko. <laughs> Thomas DePay. Thomas DePay. And then uh, was Medea Williams, the that was the year after. Medea Williams that was, was 2008. And, and that was a, a really good signing until he got hurt in training camp. Okay. That one looked good. They also signed Tank Williams in there somewhere too. Yeah, they did. And then his his <laughs> kneecap broke in practice, and I heard it. The most disgusting <laughs> oh. thing I've ever heard in sports. Oh. It sounded like it sounded yes. Oh. It, it sounded like the and then crack. He, of, I heard the scream. He screamed. He was. I was. Sta- oh. I was standing behind the an end zone, and I heard what Phil just did. The crack of the bat. I'm like, what the heck was that? And then he goes ah, and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I found out he had. Broke his kneecap. Oh, my God. It was really gross. Other than that, it was a great training camp. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. It's easy to listen to Score North on 1500 on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, Judd. Awesome. Alexa, fire a coach. No, 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 no. It's Alexa, trade everybody. Judd, no. It's Alexa, open Score North. Alexa, more hockey. I want more hockey. Just say, Alexa, open Score North, and you can listen to Score North on 1500. Alexa, open Score North. Score North. Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. This is fantastic. Okay. That sounds awesome, except I don't know if hot dish would be like the thing that would stay down for me after oh. I ran a 5K. 
Like hot dish sounds right amazing most most times, but hot dish I, is casserole, right? It's yeah. yes, okay. it's pretty much. All yeah. Right. yeah. Which I'm sure you, you make, Rami. Yes, I do. Because you make everything. I, I I I mean I can cook a little bit. I, I get things. You got to come to my house at some point. <laughs> Just whip something up. Whip a couple things up, and I'll put it in the fridge. Well, yeah, because I'd like some stuff in the fridge. That's how Judd's brain works. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Phil. See, we work together a long time. He knows how I process things. I it's Judd speak invite... for what's the easiest path from A to B. <laughs> I said I didn't. Like I said, I'm not a handyman, sometime, but I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare the food and bring right, here's it to the deal. you. Is that what you're proposing? Here's here's my solution. Uh huh. You come to my house on Tuesday. Serta <laughs> Pro Painters comes to my house and paints a couple rooms on Wednesday. It's a perfect Jed week. Really yeah, for you. Everybody's doing work around you. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Phil's like, yeah, so that's Jed. Welcome to the show. All right. <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Um, and also, welcome to the show. You got your first ever Rami is an idiot email. I got fan mail, you guys. You did. I got fan mail, and it came from, uh, let me see, what's this guy's name? Thomas. And the subject of the email reads, Rami is an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And he misspelled my name. It's R-A-M-I-E if you're going to call me an idiot. And this goes back to the conversation that we had on Friday about Bartman, who I said didn't deserve what he got. The blowback was not, not fair, not deserved. At the end of the day, it's a game. This is just entertainment. Nobody should be threatening this guy's life or making him move because he's so scared and fearful of his his well-being and his safety. But I said that he was the first in many dominoes that had to fall for the Cubs to lose that series. And I also said that I would not, without a shadow of a doubt, I know that I would not have gone after that baseball were I sitting in Bartman seats or in any of those seats around there because he wasn't the only one reaching for the ball. And this is what uh, Mr. Tom had to say. He said, saying 100% guarantee he wouldn't have done the same thing as Bartman because he knew it had potential to cause issues for Alou from his lazy boy is about as arrogant and foolish at best. I see all sorts of mistakes for my flat screen, but not to take into consideration the energy or adrenaline of the situation is Apple and oranges. Apples and oranges. One hundred. One hundred. One apple and multiple oranges. <laughs> That's the comparison. One hundred percent. Where's the humility? It's it's just that here. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't exist. Can't even concede at ninety percent and give some semblance of understanding. Would hate to ever be stuck in a conversation with that guy. Probably hasn't been wrong since he discovered the full potential of his own awesomeness. He's right. Cheers also. <laughs> if for whatever reason this mis- this makes it anywhere, please keep last name off the air or other recordings. No problem, Tom. <laughs> Say it. Say his last name. So, wait, so wait, wait, wait. So he takes the time to rip you. Yes. Pretty thoroughly. Pretty thoroughly. Not bad. I mean, not but then with, he doesn't want his last name broadcast. Not with proper grammar or spelling while he's calling me an idiot. But yeah, he thoroughly, he pretty thoroughly ripped me. I, I don't know that you can rip a person and then send in your your note, which obviously has or can have your last name attached, and then be like, oh, by the way, but. If you're going to read this, don't use my last name. <laughs> yeah. well, you don't get to rip me and then ask a favor. No, right, that's right, exactly yeah. what it is. What do you think is going to happen if I give out his last name? Is there, are, does he think that like people are going to come knocking on his door? It's possible. Nobody likes me that much. They're going to they're gonna come to my defense no, and, and go point. hunt down Tom. It's Tom Bartman. Tom, Tom. We get enough of these. I think we, this could be a weekly segment. 
where we just we compile the angry, upset emails. I got one this weekend as well. Did you? Do you guys want me to read this to you? Please. I saw both these. They were great. This is from, uh, from, <laughs> from Larry. I might have to skip around. It's a little bit of a long email. It starts off with, like, the first part of the email, I was very excited. Like, all right, some... It's very rare that people will go out of their way to email or to tweet you positive things, right? Because even if they do have positive things that they think about your show or you as a human, they usually just, I feel like they listen to the show and they'll enjoy it and then they'll just move on with their lives, right? It it, it's, it takes a, a rare, uh, good human being to go out of their way and say, hey, you know, I really like you and your show, right? No, we so, usually only do that if we're angry or don't like something. Right. Like, yeah. go read Yelp reviews. Exactly. Most of people complaining about stupid things like the fork had a bent, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, so Larry says, I am so thankful that you guys have brought Twin Cities Sports Talk uh, back throughout most of the day, and I'm not forced to listen to other stations, uh, blah, 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 blah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. However, <laughs> however, Phil Mackey, I have always compared you and Corey Cove as being very similar, egotistical, self-righteous, sports-related D-bags that think only your opinions matter, that wow. you are the only person thinking what you're saying, and that your sports-related jokes are original. Phil, I do like you more than Corey, but please stop <laughs> thinking that your clever jokes and or one-liners are anything more than what we, the listeners, are already thinking. <laughs> You're a good sports talk person, and I really enjoy Score North, no, but when it comes to your jokes, please realize that I can almost always say the words coming out of your mouth as uh, you say them. With that being said... I want to reiterate that I do enjoy okay. the new Score North programs, and I believe you're a good sports talk host, as well as Judd, Manny, Rami, etc., and I will continue listening. I only hope for you to realize that your jokes are not that funny or original. I love this guy. So he doesn't like your jokes, huh? Am I to take it that he doesn't like the jokes? For future reference, if anybody wants to email us... Please don't tell, use my last name. Tell us how how much they like the station, but have have like some constructive criticism. <laughs> like the 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 couching should should be far more should be far nicer and longer and go more into depth than the crushing of Phil and his ability to tell a joke. He spends so much more time telling you what he hates about you and what we do here than he did how much he loves us. And you know what? If if the feedback is you're not that funny. That's totally fine. <laughs> I, I, I said, one of us does stand-up comedy, and it's not me in this room. That would be Rami. Yeah. So I, if Rami's not that funny, then that's probably that's a more of a personal attack. That's, and I get that, too. I've gotten that before. I sense that the person that wrote this knows that, that you're the content director, too. So he's trying to straddle the fence of saying, I like what you're doing with the station. I just don't really like you that much. <laughs> that's because if you're just a host, he, he could be like, I'm going to email your boss. You're not funny. It, it, it stinks. But he kept. I love how he keeps like going back to. But I, I want to make this very clear. I really like the truck. The station's fantastic. You are awful. Uh, You're not funny. Oof. Keep him coming. Hey, Don't you, use can, my you can tweet your negative feedback. That's at my too. favorite. Still, please. I'm going to rip you, and at the very end, I'm going to say, but please don't use my... Yeah, just one favor. Got any Twins tickets? <laughs> Dear Rami, you suck oh, and are terrible, God. but if you got any Wild or uh, Wolves tickets lying around, uh, I'd That'd love to have great. them. Yeah. So, Mackie and Judd uh, with Rami here on the all-new Score North, and we are keeping tabs on Vikings Free Agency at scorenorth.com. 
If you've missed anything in the last few hours, you can get caught up on uh, the Mike Remmers, Anderson Deho releases, the the various other moves that could be made by the Vikings as we enter the actual signing period on Wednesday. But... uh, yeah, I want to. You guys dove into the Antonio Brown thing for a bit on Purple Daily today, and I want your thoughts on this nugget now. Antonio Brown is now one of the three highest-paid non-quarterbacks in the NFL. The other two, I believe, Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack, are the other two. All three of those guys, in order to become three of the non-quarterback highest-paid guys had to throw temper tantrums and essentially tell their previous team, bleep you, I'm either holding out or hold out, or I don't want to play for you anymore. Kick, scream, claw to get the guarantees they want and to get the amount of money per year that they want. Do you view that as greedy or do you view that as players trying to essentially make the system a little bit more uh, viable and fair for them because I don't view it as greedy at all. I, I think there's only two places the money can go. It's either going to go to millionaire players or to billionaire owners. Mm-hmm. And in this case, maybe they look a little bit bad from a PR perspective, but they're getting theirs. And if it wasn't them getting theirs, it would be billionaire owners getting theirs, right? Yeah, I'm good or with other it. millionaire players getting the money that doesn't go to them. I feel like that they've almost been forced to this position to to get what their true market value is because of the way that the NFL is set up in terms of uh, salary caps and and franchise tags and transition tags and all the ways that that teams can essentially hold players hostage to some degree. And I know people are listening and they're going to say, oh, they play a game for millions of dollars. You're going to call that holding them hostage? Like Phil just said, this money is either going into the pockets of millionaire employees or billionaire employers. Which one do you think you're closer to on the food chain and and can relate to more? For me, it's the employee and the worker. And, And so I'm all for them getting more power. I'm all for them getting more money, more fair market value. And if this is the only way to go about it and get that done, because most contracts in the NFL, well, the value of most contracts in the NFL is not guaranteed, in a, in a league where the next play is not guaranteed because of the nature of the game and, and how violent it is and how, how how rampant injuries run, yeah, go get your money, Antonio Brown. Go get your money, Le'Veon Bell and Khalil Mack and, and everybody else. And if it takes throwing a tantrum or holding out or 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 laughing in the face of the Buffalo Bills when when the Steelers try and trade you there, then so be it. Because that's that's the position that the NFL owners and to some degree their own players union has put them in. Amen. Uh, the the one thing that I will say in Brown's case though is is I'm all for players getting whatever players can possibly get uh, contract wise and dollar wise. But the one thing in this league that if I'm a team I look long and hard at is position. Khalil Mack plays defense and he's unbelievable, and I can I can use him at multiple places, and that makes sense. Donald is completely dominant at, at his position and by himself can impact and affect a game. Brown scares me not because he's he's not great; he is great. The position he plays, though, I need a quarterback mm-hmm. to get him him the ball. And in a salary cap league, seeing this from both sides, I got to have the ability still to go out and make as many moves as I uh, can potentially make at other positions as well. And so I would always be, two positions I would always be reluctant to spend a ton on. I would compensate a receiver fairly. I wouldn't compensate him this much. 
and running back. The the Raiders they scare me. The Raiders thing is weird because they decided draw a line in the sand. We do not want to pay Khalil Mack what he thinks he's worth. But then when it came to Antonio Brown, they said we will gladly pay Antonio Brown and give up draft picks to give him what he thinks he's worth. And when I look at the Raiders, I think okay, you've got a at best an average quarterback in Derek Carr, and maybe he has a chance to to blossom like we thought after his his first season. But if you're going to dole out twenty million dollars a year to a non quarterback, to me Khalil Mack would be the better option for the for a team like the Raiders and and even a team like the Bears because he makes your defense instantly a top five defense. And if you add other pieces, it might be like the Bears had last year, the best defense in the NFL. So to me, Khalil Mack would be much more the missing piece to a Super Bowl contending team than Antonio Brown would be. And I think historically, a dominant pass rusher is almost always a key ingredient on a Super Bowl winning team. A top star wide receiver is very rarely a key ingredient on a Super Bowl winning team. Not never, but rarely. I think Gruden, and he's been getting killed since he took over that job, and, and especially since the Khalil Mack move. I think he just wanted to stockpile assets and and go from there. And he knew that they weren't really going anywhere last season. And, and had they kept Khalil Mack, they would be middle of the road and not really get any great draft picks out of that. I think he looked at it and said, we have to bottom out. And as much as it hurts to, to, to get rid of a guy like Khalil Mack, that's what it's going to take to bottom out. And spending that money on him at this point doesn't really do our franchise for the position that it's in a whole bunch of favors. And you look now, and Manny brought this up on Purple Daily today. It hadn't dawned on me until Manny brought it up. They trade Amari Cooper for a first-round pick and then trade a third and a fifth-round pick to get a better wide receiver yeah. in Antonio Brown. When you look at the the swap of assets going all the way back to the Cleo Mack trade to where the Raiders are now going into the draft and, and some of the guys who they've been able to get in free agency with the money they didn't spend on Cleo Mack, I think you got to give John Gruden and the Raiders as an organization some credit in hindsight at at the the big picture plan that they had when they traded Khalil Mack. And look, I'm glad they traded Khalil Mack to my Bears. I I love that move for the Bears, but I also don't think for where the two franchises were, I don't think it was a bad move for the Raiders either. I think both teams could come out winners in that deal. Is Brown the guy though? Like if if you were to come to me today and say Mack or Brown, I take Mack instantly. I, I do too. And, and so I see what you're saying, but I'm still concerned that I've got a really nice piece here. But can I get him the ball consistently? If I can't get him the ball consistently, is that a problem? And Khalil Mack, again, by himself, can dominate a game. Yeah, That's where, I, that's where I'd come back to with Khalil Mack. Free agency frenzy bonanza continues with our friend Patrick Royce when we come back here to the all-new Score North on 1500. We're hanging out in the TCL studios right now where you can see if you're watching us on uh, our live stream, you can see one of the TCL TVs over here. And we plan on, so tonight we're going to actually live stream while watching NFL Twitter and all these updates uh, this evening. We're going to live stream on all of our social media platforms. I mean, these TCL TVs, we're going in and we're and we're, we're down the hallway in one of our other podcast studios. I mean, the, the ease of which you can go back and forth between cable channels to streaming channels. Uh, it's very easy to just activate any streaming channel that you want to. So we went down there, easily activated ESPN+. Plus. Uh, all kinds of other sports platforms like Big Ten Network, Fox, Major League Baseball, NFL, etc. You toggle back and forth with the built-in uh, Roku device with your Roku remote control, and boom, you're off to the races with 4,000-plus streaming channels and 450,000 movies, 
TV show episodes. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. Back with more Mackie and Judd Rami from the TCL studios. It's the football free agency frenzy bonanza. NFL players can sign with new teams. It's true. They can. It's unbelievable. Football free agency frenzy bonanza. On Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Pat, the floodgates have opened. Uh, we've, we've, I, I think I've told these guys we've apparently stopped doing visits now. And now, like, right when the legal tampering period opens, just boom, we're just agreeing to $60 million contracts now. <laughs> we've stopped flirting. There's no receiver. more steak dinners. I saw some receiver got $60 million and I never heard of him, although Felicero assures me he's one of the finest slot guys in the league. So, yeah. I guess I, I should play pace and it play fantasy football so I know so, hey, I know who some of these guys are but I know who this guy Man, why does Collar want us to get another receiver who cares you got two of the best in the league tell him to relax take a Valium yeah. <laughs> yeah. who cares you got two of the league and I, didn't that mean that we got big plans for Laquan we haven't given up on him yet right yeah, that's the word from that's the word from Gary Kubiak. He's got big plans for Laquan Treadwell. Have you given up on him? Okay. Yeah, well, maybe either that or Kubiak's gone senile. He's older, you know. Maybe he's maybe he's uh, maybe he's getting goofy. Maybe he thinks uh, Peyton Manning's still playing for him. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Well, tomorrow's one of is is tomorrow the official day or when's the official? No, day? Wednesday. Wednesday. Three o'clock. Okay. Four o'clock your time. Wednesday. Okay, but by then everybody will be signed. So we're we're clearing out cap space. So which of the offensive linemen are these cheap wills going to get? Roger Saffold is out there. Well, no, I mean, who are they going to get? Are they going to go get somebody? Come on, who's who's the number one guy in the market? Roger Saffold. Yeah, Roger Saffold would be the number one guy. Yeah, another guy in the Here's the funny thing. So Roger Saffold was the starting left tackle for the Rams last year, and why was there no talk? Like, was there no talk about the Rams bringing our guard? I'm sorry. Was there was there any talk about them bringing their starting left guard back, or are they cap strapped? I think they're just not going to pay him. Well, they they spent a lot of money in last offseason, so they might they might be a little short here because they're going to have to they're going to have to play pay their high mediocre quarterback pretty soon. They got. By the way, they got the same problem that the uh, that the uh, a lot of teams have. They're going to end up paying an enormous amount of money for a for an okay quarterback. But uh, Goff is not, you know, he's not a big time running team. Am I wrong? I think he, I think he's in there. Garofolo said today on uh, on NFL Network that the reason that the Jaguars paid so much for Nick Foles, even though there wasn't much of a market for him, was to and I quote, instill credibility, Pat. <laughs> well, that's uh, you know, yeah, okay, all right. Blake well, Bortles didn't have credibility. Come on, I think you know. I think Rami, maybe you can use that to get a little <laughs> I need some more money to instill credibility. Uh, then we can put out a release, becoming one of the highest paid radio personalities. Yeah, <laughs> <Rami>. <laughs> it doesn't instill credibility. You got a point. So if Pat, if money, if, if this is what we asked this question, and seventy uh, percent of people who voted on the score on our Twitter account said Kirk Cousins. If money was, if the contracts were equal, who would you rather have as your quarterback, Kirk Cousins or Nick Foles? Cousins, I like him better. I, I think I still, 
I still don't know how Foles has done what he's done in the postseasons, but I, I also, some of those games he played going up to that postseason a couple of years ago, you know, he's better than I, I, I'll admit he's way better than I ever thought he was. No, I'll still take Cousins over him. Not because I'm a big uh, Raven uh, Cousins fan, but I, I still like him better than uh, I still like him better than Foles. Hey, Pat, how's Gardy? How's Gardy doing? You saw Gardy today. Man, Gardy's Gardy's doing great. Laid up in his uh, three-wheel motorcycle because he's he's kind of sheepish about having the three wheels, but he says he doesn't like to to put his leg down at the stop (laughs) sign to hold it up. So he likes to sit there. But, yeah, he rolled in at the – I got a photo of it. I uh, did a Star Tribune column. There's a photo of Gardy in his shades. And he's he's got this buddy that uh, owns the Bayside Grill here in Fort Myers right around the corner from where Gardy's house is. And so he's becoming his big biking buddy, and those guys rolled on down to Key West this year. The bike stays here in Fort Myers. doesn't go up to Lakeland with him, but the uh, Tigers are here. They play Boston tomorrow, and then they got Wednesday off. So the Guardian and his buddies are going fishing Wednesday in, in his new boat, which he hasn't had much use for. But he's great. He's, he's doing good. I'm glad he ended up, even though he might have won the World Series with the Red Sox, I'm glad he ended up with Detroit because, you uh, know, I don't know if the, uh, the Boston media would have. Uh, I don't know if Gardy could handle the Boston media. The Detroit media, they got less media than we do cover the Tigers. So it's, uh, and they all love him, by the way. All the three and four. Is, uh, is, anyway. is, is this, is this, does he think that this is going to be a quick turnaround? I mean, this seems like no, a pretty precarious he's, job. The Tigers had the fifth. Worst record in baseball last year, but it was only the third worst record in the AL Central. Yeah. You know, I mean, what your standards are completely different. You aren't the Tampa Bay Rays trying to get to the playoffs. And once with Cleveland, the way they've downsized, what they've done to their bullpen, what they've done to their outfield, I, you know, he, they're not going to go from uh, 64 to 84, but. Anybody who can get to 84 is going to win this division. So I, I think he can envision that two years from now, being a, you know, if you get to 500, you're a contender. I think the AL Central is really looking at a, at a pretty serious downturn here at, uh, where, where they're going to be clearly the sixth best division for a while. Do you see any anybody in the division other than the Twins or the Indians who could who could make some noise there? Because well, I really I don't, don't think, Pat. And I don't think the Twins have separated themselves. I I, I still like the White Sox. Uh, they're young guys, and and the, the, there's some talent coming there. Maybe in a couple of years. I, I think if Kopech hadn't gotten hurt, they could have a pretty good rotation. But uh, I don't know. I mean this. This Twins team right now is capable of winning 84, but they're also capable of losing 95. You know, you don't know where they're going with this uh, with this starting rotation. Uh, you know, Otto Rizzi looked like uh, he's got a potential to be a future St. Paul Saint the way he pitched yesterday. And uh, I mean, BP, I just I just don't know what what this rotation is going to going to end up doing for him. And they haven't. Done much with the bullpen. Who's who's the guy? Parker? Well, I don't know what the hell his first name is. Blake Parker. Because he has all these goofy gyrations. But I don't know. I'd feel a lot better if they uh, 
If they get for the fifty million and brought Kimbrell in here, then you could make a case for him. But I guess that's uh, what's that guy waiting for? He's got to take the best offer, doesn't he? What's he waiting for? I don't know. Somebody to I get hurt? No clue. I, maybe. Maybe. Boston to change his mind. Hey, Pat. Yeah. Did did I I see that Adrianza fell for the hidden ball trick today? Did you see yes. that? How how the uh, hell does I that know. happen? No, I didn't see it. Right. But I saw the reaction to it. So anyway, I don't know. But yeah, he he got suckered in. So he might not make this team. By the way, that they like that little Tory. He's the guy that they got from the Yankees. He can hit that little kid. Yeah. So I don't know. Judd told me know. that you're concerned that Astadio actually might not make the roster, Pat. He's got options. and uh, Tyler Austin, I don't know. They want to give him away. They want to get something for him. Uh, he's having a good spring. He was okay last year. I, I don't trust these guys. They, they they got different thoughts than the rest of us, okay? They, uh, you know, they're, they're thinking about stuff. They're, they're big on every player being uh, merchandise, you know, an asset, and they don't like to give guys away. Uh, so if, if it comes down to giving Austin away or being able to keep both him and Austin deal, and Austin doesn't have an option, i got to check that, but I don't think he does, uh, then then I can see him sending our guy out. So I don't, I don't know. But that, that could that. happen. We'd all be very upset. I can't but, have it. I uh, said I would boycott the season if that happened, Pat. <laughs> well, you can't boycott the season now with the ticket prices they announced today. They're basically paying you to go to the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're doing they're doing like a like subscription based pricing. So they'll if, if, if people eight hundred eight hundred some dollars for the season, you can go to every game and sit between the foul poles downstairs. Yeah, lower. And if you just want to get in the door for every single game, it's a forty nine dollar yeah. a month subscription. So you can. You can pay forty nine bucks a month and get in the door for every Twins game if you want to. Just walk That's around, great. And walk around, and there's go buy five dollar Bud Lights. Go to Bat and Barrel or whatever. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, Judd hates Bat and Barrel. But. Go to Bat and Barrel. I'm going to be in center field buying the cheaper beer. I think. All right, we had a very mellow uh, unchained today. I thought we didn't. Uh, it was mellow. Didn't really good work. We didn't get really worked up about anything. So, so you stayed hardly. chained? You weren't unchained today? We were pretty well chained. Positive Pat appeared. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, briefly. However briefly. Yeah. <laughs> Gave some pats on the back and left. Yes. Pat, pats, on, pats on the back. That's a good segment. Pats on the back. Yeah, like pats that. on the back. How has that never happened already? How is it? How is it that you're just coming it up? It sounds with this super cliché, and Pat would be like, "We're not doing that," and then Pat's on the we back. wouldn't be Let's doing it. Let's get it going. Come on, I like it. All right, Pat. We'll uh, we'll we'll catch you tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Goodbye. All right. See you. See you bye. Pat's on the back. No, the picture of of Gardy on on Royce's Twitter account is worth checking out. On the Harley, it's hilarious. He did oh, Pat the took a picture. Harley? Yes, yes, and and so, but it's it's the deal with with the with the back end, so he doesn't have to put his feet down. Yeah. So it basically looks like a cart. Anyway, go so check. He it was out. it's funny because Pat and I had a call to discuss a future Pat soon to be announced Patrick Ricey, uh show. Don't steal Pat's on the back for that. And, I'll be upset. And he goes, he was very nervous about our call in time. He's like, I gotta catch Gardy getting yeah. off his bike, and I'm like. What? Unchained was <laughs> Unchained had the same problem. I don't know I can do it then. I think I can. I don't know. Oh, yeah, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.